0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. If you're a pro here on YouTube, you already know the best way to help out is to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Exage 13. Steal my alcohol? Try drinking it with Habaneros. My fiancé has a co-worker who's an alcoholic to the fullest. Without alcohol, it seems he can't function, so he's got a problem to say the least. Well, my fiancé likes to drink as well, but in his free time. And off of work... Well, his boss hosts weekly cool-out nights for all the workers to just chill and relax. These past weeks, my fiancé has brought his bourbon, and it's always had liquor stolen out of it. We didn't think much of it because all the boys seem to share their drinks and whatnot, but it always seems to be his bottle that gets the most taken from. His boss put up cameras recently in his house, and when nobody was paying attention, he saw that this one coworker was taking an absurd amount of shots out of his bottle. We already assumed it was him, but we just didn't know, so now we had proof. The next week, my fiancé put habanero sauce in his alcohol to test the waters because he was just trying to see if co-worker was going to do it again. Sure enough, when everyone was playing ping pong in the back deck, co-worker tries to take some shots. All we hear is gagging and coughing. Well, co-worker messed up. He's telling everyone that his throat hurts and feels like it's on fire, saying, What the freak is this? Needless to say, co-worker never drank from my fiancé's bottle ever again. If you knew that no matter what you did, they would keep siphoning little by little of your drink... Would you toss something spicy in there just to get their reaction, even at the cost of totally ruining the bottle? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by DM Trilli, Glass Bottles on the Street. We have an ongoing feud with the next-door neighbor over parking. At the moment, he only has one vehicle after his fireworks fiasco on New Year's Eve, that prompted the fire department and police to blast out windows on his Escalade and spray water where they had to. His Escalade was towed away on New Year's Day due to extensive damage by his own hand, the fireworks, and the fire department. He had a double car garage, a spot in front of it, and a spot along the alley that he can park his remaining car. He's one of those people who he thinks own the spot on a public street right in front of their own house. He gets all butthurt when we park there because he refuses to park his only car anywhere on his property and feels entitled to the spot in front of his house. An hour ago, my girlfriend went to the store. When she came back, she could see something shimmering in the street as she was about to park. She stopped, got out, and found glass beer bottles placed in the only snow mounds of two inches high, right where the car was parked. They weren't there when she left. We don't drink that brand of beer. One couldn't argue that they were knocked over from his trash because he doesn't put his garbage out. He piles his in the car and takes it somewhere. This is some really petty behavior. Are they like trying to place it so that they'll run it over, get glass shards and maybe puncture the tires? I don't know about you, but I don't think that's very illegal if that's what's going down. In fact, if OP finds out that that is the truth, they should start looking for those regulations and rules because there might be a case to be had. Our next story is by IBS means no pizza, t-shirts in the drawer. My darling husband can be quite anal retentive about his t-shirts. He doesn't like that they get creased in the drawers and he can't see the logos to choose what to wear so he goes out and buys a t-shirt folder you've probably seen them used by sheldon on the big bang theory and he expects me to use it. FYI, I do really think it's a good way of storing tops, it's just that using the folder is another chore I'm expected to share. So I remove all of his t-shirts from the drawer, fold them and put them back, but I make sure every one of them is inside out, so he can't tell which is which without taking them out and turning them right side out. He never said anything to me about it. I've done this four times now. This morning, he told me to leave his clean t-shirts on the bed, and he'll put them away in the future. Mission accomplished. Hey, I mean, I feel like that's actually kind of a proven way to get out of some jobs. If you just, more or less, suck at those jobs and don't do a good enough job to make anybody happy, it definitely increases your chances of somebody seeing that and going, okay, you know what, it's fine, I'll just take over, don't worry about it next time. This darling husband's probably like... Man, I gave them this t-shirt folder and they still can't get it right. Okay, alright, I'll just... I'll organize it myself right next time, don't worry. This next story is by PIS for pair. I set my classmate up to fail. A couple of years ago, I was studying at university. I've always done well in school and i am the kind of person who tends to end up running the group during group assignments. In one of my classes, I ended up in a group along with seven others. So in total there were 4 women and 4 men. Every week we'd have an assignment that we got to spend Monday to Thursday preparing for, and then on Friday we'd meet up for a seminar with the other groups as well as the teachers to present our work. Out of the 8 members, 7 of us took it seriously. One of the men was always, and I do mean always, late. Not 10-15 to minutes, more like 45-90 to minutes. At first, bad teammate blamed it on getting lost trying to find us, which didn't make sense, because the setup was that the teachers booked rooms for each group to prepare in, and we always had the same room. Everyone knew where it was, right next to our main lecture hall, which this guy didn't have any issue locating because he showed up for lectures. Then he said he'd misread the schedule and thought we started an hour later, but just like with the room, it was the same time every day. When Bad Teammate finally did show up, it became clear he hadn't read the literature or taken any notes and the rest of us had to spend half of our time explaining the very basics to him instead of doing the actual assignment and then stress or work late in order to finish. Normally, I don't mind helping people with school. I know sometimes people struggle, whether it's due to learning disabilities, health issues, family problems. I've been in that position myself. What I do hate is people who try to weasel their way out of doing anything simply because they don't feel like it, but then still expect full credit. Still, we as a group try to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. We checked in with him, offered to explain the assignments, reminded him which chapters we needed to read and so on, it didn't help. Every Friday seminar, the teacher had a list with all of our names. Everyone had to make at least one comment or answer one question in order to get a passing grade. Higher grades of course required more participation, but that was the minimum. So when one of us spoke, the teachers crossed us off the list. When there was around 15 minutes left, the teacher would call out the names of those who hadn't participated and remind them that if they didn't speak they'd receive a failing grade and have to do an individual written assignment to make up for it. Every week bad teammate got called out and every week he'd keep quiet. After about a month of this, I started to think that maybe this guy had a severe phobia of public speaking and that he was intentionally failing so that he'd get to do written assignments instead. It was sad but I didn't know what else to do since none of our previous attempts at supporting him had worked. Our last seminar that semester was a bit different from the others. We were still allowed to prepare in groups if we wanted to but at the seminar, Everyone was expected to present individually. Our group agreed to do most of the prep on our own and then just meet up for a quick check-in before the seminar. During the meeting, it became clear that we had misinterpreted some of the questions and we hurried to fix it. Again, Bad teammate was super late. He showed up as we were still correcting our answers, but he must have thought we were all done because he said, Sorry I'm late. I guess I missed the prep, so if one of you could just take pictures of your notes and send it to me, that'd be great. We all went quiet for a moment, then we told him that no, we actually weren't quite done yet so it'd be great if he could sit down and help correct the last couple of questions. Bad teammate looked nervous at that, then said sure he just had to run to the bathroom first. He disappeared for another 20 minutes, and when he came back he tried the same thing again. You're probably done with the prep now, so just send me the notes. Before we could say anything, the teachers called us inside. Bad teammate didn't get our notes and predictably he didn't say a word during the seminar either. Fast forward a couple of days later and bad teammate starts texting me asking for my notes from all of the seminars because he totally took notes each time, he just forgot to save the document on his computer and now he has to hand in 7 plus written assignments to make up for the seminars. I was visiting family at that time so I told him truthfully that I didn't have access to my notes because they're all by hand, and I didn't bring my notebooks. He kept insisting that I give him my notes. I later found out he'd been pestering the other girls in the group too for their notes, but not the boys. At this point, I was very tired and irritated, so I decided to send him some notes, just not the ones he wanted. Remember the last seminar where we realized we'd misunderstood some of the questions and gotten the answers completely wrong, so we had to correct them right before walking into the classroom? I compiled our incorrect answers, threw in some other unrelated stuff for good measure, and sent it to him. He sincerely thought I'd just handed him the perfect cheat sheet that he could just copy. I don't think he passed. I don't know about you guys, but I think this guy was probably beyond saving. It seemed like they had totally mentally checked out. I don't know what's going on in their life, but I hope it's not too bad. But this dude seemed totally complacent and just letting things go, not doing anything and not getting anything done on time. It's not really a great surprise that they went and sunk themselves. And our final story of the day is by Bucket. So I recently had a run in with the UPS. UPS smashed a nearly new MacBook that I sent with them. I asked them nicely to pay me back for it and they butted about, blaming me, blaming my packaging, saying it was impossible, they damaged it, etc. I was able to prove my packaging was flawless and get a statement from the Apple shop that I took it to to say it was damaged by being dropped or thrown. I could also prove it worked when I sent it. They weren't interested and messed me about for weeks sending me from pillar to post, even threatening to make me pay interest on custom charges, which I wasn't liable for, as the laptop was smashed on arrival and thus worthless at import. I took it to small claims. They hired a lawyer who sent me letters saying they contested it and would go for full fees etc if I lost. I went for it anyway. I did law stuff university so I knew the basics and I thought my case was pretty clear-cut. I won. I won my costs back, plus extra, plus interest. They ignored the court order and did not pay. Now, this laptop was originally being sent to my beloved mother-in-law. She asked me to help her with the problems, as UPS were also seriously harassing her for the customs fees. However, very unexpectedly, before I could resolve it, she passed away. It was the last thing she ever asked me to do for her. I loved that woman more than pretty much any human on this planet. She was my mother, my best friend, and my mentor. Taking down UPS was now my personal vendetta. I researched my options. I could have taken the usual, more conservative, legal routes to reclaim my money, but no. Screw them. I don't care about the money anymore. I want revenge. I want drama. I want karmic justice. I went to the High Court. I got a writ of control. I, of course, added on more fees and more interest. I then hired the most aggressive bailiff firm in London. I trusted that the crappy processes and attitude of UPS to mean they would ignore the letters and actually get a visit. They did. The bailiffs rock up at UPS headquarters and explain the situation. UPS refuses to pay, so the bailiffs start listing goods. Security tries to make them leave, the office manager tries to bully them out. Obviously, no poops are given by the bailiffs, and they crack on with their jobs. I wasn't allowed the body cam footage, but they did send me a detailed report. The final conclusion is copied from it below. Calls were then made to the accounts manager, who arrived in a hurry. As no payment was forthcoming from them, the agent again explained the removal process and costs involved and called the office for approval to begin removals. The agent began to seize assets. The finance director then arrived on the scene. He was not at all happy about the attendance, but ultimately agreed to pay a voluntary payment in full from his personal account in order to stop the removal. I know it's a drop in the ocean to UPS, but I got more than double what I originally asked for to replace the laptop. They would have had to pay even more on top of fees to the bailiffs. I reckon it cost them at least three times more than the original claim in the end. But mostly, I just enjoy the mental image of the flustered finance director and his impotent rage having to pay his own money to stop the heavies taking desktop computers and fancy pot plants and things out of their swanky head office lobby. Well, first of all, my condolences to OP. I can't imagine having to experience, in a moment like that where there's a lot going on, losing somebody like that. It definitely makes you proud to see OP go, Alright, I know my rights, I know how these things can shake up. I'm not going to fold at threats, I'm going to take this all the way even applied pressure to them, and in the end, they were the ones folding. Practically saying, okay, please take the money, just leave my fancy potted plants alone. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below.